Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Imitation of Christ from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with Book 3, Chapter 58. The 58th chapter, High Matters and the Hidden Judgments of God are not to be scrutinized. The Voice of Christ My child, beware of discussing high matters and God's hidden judgments, why this person is so forsaken and why that one is favored with so great a grace, or why one man is so afflicted and another so highly exalted. Such things are beyond all human understanding, and no reason or disputation can fathom the judgments of God. When the enemy puts such suggestions in your mind, therefore, or when some curious persons raise questions about them, answer with the prophet, Thou art just, O Lord, and righteous are thy judgments. And this, the judgments of the Lord are true and wholly righteous. My judgments are to be feared, not discussed, because they are incomprehensible to the understanding of men. In like manner, do not inquire or dispute about the merits of the saints, as to which is more holy, or which shall be greater in the kingdom of heaven. Such things often breed strife and useless contentions. They nourish pride and vainglory, whence arise envy and quarrels when one proudly tries to exalt one saint and the other another. A desire to know and pry into such matters brings forth no fruit. On the contrary, it displeases the saints because I am the God, not of dissension, but of peace, of that peace which consists in true humility rather than in self-exaltation. Some are drawn by the ardor of their love with greater affection to these saints or to those. But this affection is human and not divine. I am he who made all the saints. I gave them grace. I brought them to glory. I know the merits of each of them. I came before them in the blessings of my sweetness. I knew my beloved ones before the ages. I chose them out of the world. They did not choose me. I called them by grace. I drew them on by mercy. I led them safely through various temptations. I poured into them glorious consolations. I gave them perseverance, and I crowned their patience. I know the first and the last. I embrace them all with love inestimable. I am to be praised in all my saints. I am to be blessed above all things and honored in each of those whom I have exalted and predestined so gloriously without any previous merits of their own. He who despises one of the least of mine, therefore, does not honor, does no honor to the greatest, for both the small and the great I made. And he who disparages one of the saints disparages me also and all others in the kingdom of heaven. They are all one through the bond of charity. They have the same thought and the same will, and they mutually love one another, but what is, of, what is a much greater thing, they love me more than themselves, or their own merits. Wrapped 
about, above themselves and drawn beyond love of self, they are entirely absorbed in love of me, in whom they rest. There is nothing that can draw them away or depress them, for they who are filled with eternal truth burn with the fire of unquenchable love. Therefore, let carnal and sensual men, who know only how to love their own selfish joys, forbear to dispute about the state of God's saints. Such men take away and add according to their own inclinations, and not as it pleases the eternal truth. In many, this is sheer ignorance, especially in those who are but little enlightened and can rarely love anyone with a purely spiritual love. They are still strongly drawn by natural affection and human friendship to one person or another, and on their behavior in such things here below are based their imaginings of heavenly things. But there is an incomparable distance between the things which the imperfect imagine and those which enlightened men contemplate through revelation from above. Be careful then, my child, of treating matters beyond your knowledge out of curiosity. Let it rather be your business and aim to be found, even though the least, in the kingdom of God. For though one were to know who is more holy than another, or who is greater in the kingdom of heaven, or what value would this knowledge be to him, unless out of it he should humble himself before me, and should rise up in greater praise of my name. The man who thinks of the greatness of his own sins and the littleness of his virtues and of the distance between himself and the perfection of the saints acts much more acceptably to God than the one who argues about who is greater or who is less. It is better to invoke the saints with devout prayers and tears and with a humble mind to beg their glorious aid than to search with vain inquisitiveness into their secrets. The saints are well and perfectly contented if men know how to content themselves and cease their useless discussions. They do not glory in their own merits, for they attribute no good to themselves but all to me, because out of my infinite charity I gave all to them. They are filled with such love of God and with such overflowing joy that no glory is wanting to them, and they can lack no happiness. All the saints are so much higher in glory as they are more humble in themselves, nearer to me and more beloved by me. Therefore, you find it written that they cast their crowns before God and fell down upon their faces before the Lamb and adored Him who lives forever. Many ask, who is the greater in the kingdom of heaven when they do not know whether they themselves shall be worthy of being numbered among it, it least, its least? It is a great thing to be even the least in heaven where all are great because all shall be called and shall be the children of God. The least shall be a thousand, be as a thousand, and the sinner of a hundred years shall die. For when the disciples asked who should be greater in the kingdom of heaven, they heard this response, Unless you be converted and become as little children, 
you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whosoever shall humble himself as this little child, he is the greater in the kingdom of heaven. Woe to those, therefore, who disdain to humble themselves willingly with the little children, for the low gate of the heavenly kingdom will not permit them to enter. Woe also to the rich who have their consolations here, for when the poor enter into God's kingdom, they will stand outside lamenting. Rejoice, you humble, and exult, you poor, for the kingdom of God is yours, if only you walk in the truth. The apostles were once discussing in the Gospels who was the greatest among them. And James and John also asked to sit at the right and the left of Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. And the other apostles grumbled when they heard what they had been asking Jesus. The evil one is very good at uh, his strategy of divide and conquer. He likes to set up rivalries to get us curious about other people. Why does he seem to have it so easy while I have to suffer? We can even make comparisons regarding the saints. Who is the greatest saint in heaven? Jesus advises us that all of this is a trap. All of us are weak. None of us will become saints unless we humble ourselves and depend on God for his grace, like children depend on their parents for their food, for their clothing, for their housing, etc. The apostles in heaven are no longer like the posturing, competitive fishermen uh, that they were on earth. Their focus is now on the Holy Trinity. There is a unity among the saints in heaven that we can't imagine. There are no rivalries. Here, Jesus is teaching us how to recognize the traps of the evil one who constantly tries to set us against one another and to waste our time on idle curiosity. Let us become humble. Let us follow the example of innocent children who trust in their families to provide for them. Jesus wants to do the same for us spiritually, so let's ask for his grace in every battle. Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche, the Superior General of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new daily podcast entitled Venerable Casimir and Our Lady, which will be launching on October 21st, 2023. Venerable Casimir Vyshinsky was a Marian father who lived in the 1700s. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be beatified. He helped to revive our congregation when we were at a low point because of the actions of his brother. He rewrote a Latin handbook by a Jesuit on the ten gospel virtues of Our Lady. He called it Morning Star, so that lay people would be able to understand it, to imitate Mary's virtues, and to grow in holiness. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Venerable Casimir and Our Lady on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm also happy to share with you that you can order a copy of Morning Star on shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. 
Simply search the phrase Morning Star on shopmercy.org and you can order a copy of the book today. Remember, every purchase supports the Marian priests and brothers at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.